Yes, good morning. Uh, uh, my name is Rick Bonfim, and I've been preparing you in a series of teachings to understand the move of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit expresses himself in terms of personal ministry. I'm not talking about impersonal teaching. I'm not talking about impersonal preaching. I'm not talking about impersonal mission trip or exchange and conversation and, 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 and walkie-talk around the fire, fireplace. I'm talking about when you come to pray for someone or lay hands on someone, and you come to identify that person as the one that uh, you need to pray for. That's where we begin, personal ministry. Yesterday, I suggested to you a topic, uh, a verse of scriptures, and is the encounter of Nathaniel with Jesus. As you know, Nathaniel became one of the twelve apostles. The encounter of Nathaniel and how Jesus saw Nathaniel before he actually saw him and how Jesus knew Nathaniel before he actually uh, uh, had a chance to converse with him. And then I mentioned another example of how revelation happens when uh, God began to orchestrate the encounter of Saul or Paul with Ananias in Damascus. Both of them have simultaneous visions that would lead them to come together. And as you know, in Acts chapter 9, uh, finally the two came together and, and Ananias actually prayed for uh, Saul. And scales fell out of his eyes. And he was able to see. But it took a vision, a vision to Ananias to know that Saul is praying, and a vision to Saul knowing that God is sending someone to pray for him. You see, uh, the double vision is, is, a, is a way in which the Holy Spirit expresses himself in terms of ministry. So it, it is a vision, or it is a picture or, or is it a, a word, or is it uh, an interference in your thinking? All of them together. People, different people hear differently. But the way the Holy Spirit speaks is the same. So different people have different ways of hearing. But the way the Holy Spirit speaks is the same. It is the same because... The Holy Spirit is, no, is not acceptor of persons. He's not going to please one above the other. He's going to be himself, and he's going to express the way he does. This is what Paul had in mind when he, in 1 Corinthians 12, began to speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he began to say these words that we so well know by now. He says, but the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given for every man to profit with all. So, so, in other words, if the gifts are allowed to function properly, which they definitely will, if the Holy Spirit has his way, all will profit. And so, 
So the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, he is referring to how the Holy Spirit manifests himself. So I'm just telling you, let me, let me, uh, let me repeat what I said to you, that uh, people hear differently, but the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is the same. You gotta say that. Say, say, a lot of people hear in different ways, but the manifestation is the same. So the question is this, do we concentrate on how you hear or you concentrate on how the Holy Spirit reveals? I remember a guy said to me, go into the woods and see the sunshine and you hear God. But I can't go to the woods in downtown Atlanta. I'm sorry. I can't just keep on looking for woods and birds in order to hear God. I've got to, I've got to hear him in the dark room of a hotel with a stinky air conditioning two hours before Sunday morning service. I gotta hear it. I gotta hear him as I drive. I gotta hear him as I sit on the pulpit waiting for the, my turn, which sometimes takes a, takes a 45 minutes of the morning. And I told this pastor, if you invite me again, I want the whole hour. Cancel everything. Because, you know, it takes, they take your time. They take your time. They don't let you talk. And so the manifestation is what you want to get used to. The manifestation is what you want to know. The manifestation is what you want to. And so he says then, for to one is given by the Holy Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by another uh, uh, gifts of healings, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse times of tongues, and to another interpretation. So as you look at this list of gifts, you come to the conclusion there are nine gifts. Now, somebody said to me, well, uh, playing the piano is also a gift. Uh, fill this questionnaire, and I will show you <clears throat> uh, uh, what your gift is. So this cheaping, this, this belittering of the nine gifts has quenched the Holy Spirit within the church. Let me say to you something, and of course I want to be kind, I want to be gentle, I don't want to be angry in the situation, but if you hear God through a questionnaire, uh, you're going to miss him. And the reason why you want to do the questionnaire is because you want to call everything a gift. Playing the piano is not a gift. You've got to learn. You've got to have a teacher. Cooking is not a gift. Ask me and I'll tell you. <laughs> I've been cooking lately. And you don't want to be close to me in my kitchen when I start cooking. It's disaster number one every time I try to do a recipe. And so I threw everything down, and I'm buying now everything frozen in microwave material and, uh, and grilling. <laughs> Found my gift. <laughs> grilling. <laughs> and so, and then I go to restaurants and eat. I have to. Uh, I have to. There's no one to cook anymore. And so, 
So the manifestation is what you want to do. Now notice there are nine gifts. If you move into, is that Galatians? Huh? Galatians chapter 5, is that it? That's the, that's the gifts of the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you go to Galatians 5.22, you're going to find the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And Paul is writing. Paul wrote about the gifts, and Paul wrote about the fruits. And if you look carefully, it says, Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. The reason why the reader sees the gift, the fruit, is of the Holy Spirit, is not of man. The fruits of the Holy Spirit is not of men. It's not something the man produces in himself. It is out of the move of the Holy Spirit in the man. Because if you don't see it that way, uh, Mrs. Roberts comes and smiles. And she has the joy of the Lord all that. She, the reason why she's having a joy is because she took a fifth of whiskey before the worship service. And that has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. She's happy for another reason. She's at a, she has a Jack Daniels spirit. And so how do you, how do you, how do you find the fruits in someone's life? It can only develop as we are led of the Spirit of God. And we can only be led of the Spirit of God if we understand the work of the cross. Now that is the foundation in which we stand today. That if you have met the Savior, if you have understood what Golgotha means, if you have understood what Calvary means, and you accept the mercy of God and the blood of Jesus Christ who washes our sins away, then, as you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life, He will produce fruits. Now, fruits is a derivative. Fruits come out of the gifts. It's impossible to have fruits and reject the gifts. And this is what many of you are doing. In other words, you reject speaking in tongues, and you want to have the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? It doesn't work. I hate to tell you. You are knocking at the wrong door, and you end that up in a, in, in a hole somewhere in, in the dark because it doesn't produce fruits. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to speak in tongues, but you can't be against it. And there are many of you who are persecutors of those who speak in tongues, and you have no ministry. You are battle, baffled with this question. So please listen to me. After 50 years of working in this area, God put me here in Athens, Georgia, to teach and to disciple you and to minister to you. Accept at least, consider at least, listen at least, and don't be so, so hard in your heart. You can't be against any gifts of the Holy Spirit and accept to have fruits. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to this t today in detail because I'll pro probably do it tomorrow. But if you look at 
Now, this is to those that are discerned in spirit, to those that are uh, 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 awoken in the spirit, those who understand, perhaps to you that is listening from, we have, we have about 72, 73 countries that are listening to these Bible studies throughout the world. Our counters and our website indicates that there are a lot of people in China. China is the third country that is listening to us more than anybody else. First, U.S., Brazil, and China. And so those of you that are listening to this small website, very, very significant, very simple, but there's a little black window that you click in to listen, and I know many, thousands of you are listening. I want to tell you something this morning that will bless your socks off. Uh, blessing your socks off, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a way to express uh, it's a, uh, what, do you, what is it? It's a way of saying that I'm going to bless you abundantly, okay? When Paul wrote, here, here, here it comes. You ready for it? Here it comes. When Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12, and he mentioned the order in 1 Corinthians 12 of the, of the gifts, he did it because this area of ministry is only for the spiritually discerned person. Those who really want to know are going to understand this. And if you're listening to me this morning, and I'll say what I'm going to say, some of you are not going to believe it, some of you are going to turn me off, some of you are just going to say, I don't particularly. But there's no, the order of the gifts here. It's Paul's way of writing. It's scrambled. It's not in order. The order of the gifts is revealed on the order of the fruits. One more time. The order of the fruits dictates the order of the gifts. Why did the Holy Spirit through Paul did that? It's because this area is only understood... If you will begin to understand uh, and learn properly. Now, is there order on the fruits? Yes. Love, joy, and peace. Knowledge, wisdom, and revelation. Where there's the word of knowledge, there is love. Where there's the word of wisdom, there is joy. Where there's discerning of spirit, there is peace. Where there's faith, there's patience. Where the gifts of healing, which is the definition of it will point to you that the fruit's in the right place. In other words, the proof is in the pudding. The definition of the gifts will point to you that the fruits are in the right place. The gifts of healing is kindness. The working of miracles is the goodness of God. The prophecy here, which has nothing to do with the prophet, prophesying, this is what he says, it's faithfulness. It comes all the time. Tongues is the gentle. There's no way to understand. After Praying in the Spirit will produce gentleness in you. You will not retaliate against others. You will not get mad unto others. The way to heal anger is to pray in the Spirit. That's, that's free. You don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Interpretation of tongues, it's self-control. And I'll explain to you the definition, say with me, the definition of the gifts. Solves the problem. About the, the fruits. 
So let me just uh, then stop for a minute and repeat what I said because it's a mouthful and I don't want to, uh, to confuse you. The only way what I said was we need to look at the manifestation of the gifts. Okay? And not in the way we want to hear it, hear God. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. But you need to pay attention on not how you want to hear it. You want to pay attention on how the gifts manifest. Is that clear? Does that ring a bell? The manifestation, the way they come out, the way they say things. So let's take a look at that for just, okay. And then I said also, and I'll get back to the manifestation. But let me go back and, and recapitulate or say it again, the same thing. The order of the fruits is right. It's an order. The order of the gifts is scrambled. You see, Paul had a concept of writing that was from the least, the least to the greatest. Never the greatest to the least is his concept of writing. Go, go, go into Romans 9 and you see that he has an order. He begins upside down. He doesn't begin 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. He begins 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And this is his style of writing. But... The reason why he wrote 1 Corinthians 12, 8, 9, and 10th and the way he did is because it's for the spiritually discerned. And only those who are able to understand this are able to uh, reveal. I've been teaching this for 50 years. It's impossible to understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit unless God reveals the order to you. Now, if I look at it, the first thing I want to know is those gifts of revelation, those gifts that reveal. Because in the act of ministry, you want to hear it. If you, if you begin to pray, knowing this, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal. You don't need a seminary degree. You don't need to be ordained pastor. You don't need to be nothing. You just need to understand and accept it and, and, and to see it. So it has to be revealed to you. And, 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 and the problem here is that uh, 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 you need to pray about this. But the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirit are three ways God reveals. Notice that it says the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. These are three ways God reveals himself. Now, when it comes to healing, God heals by faith, gifts of healing, and working of miracles. The miracles of Jesus fall in three categories. Faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles. And the definition of each one of them will point to you the exact result of what comes out of it, which is the fruits. And then there are gifts that are vocal gifts. So there are gifts that reveal, there are power gifts that heal, and there are vocal gifts. Now, the vocal gifts is prophecy. Now, this has been, and I have to, I have to say this because 
even though I have taught. And by the way, uh, to those of you that think that that's all I'm talking about, this is the first time in five years that I deal with this subject. Maybe even more. I haven't dealt with this and haven't taught this five years. I don't know how long. Uh, since uh, I think when John Dunn came to us from out of Asbury Theological Seminary, I had some teaching in there, and then that's it. So to those of you who are probably saying that this ministry talks about this all the time, we don't. We've been covering the Scripture and covering the Word uh, for, for five years. But this week and perhaps some next week, I'm going to deal with that. And I want you to hear it because I'm writing a book on, on this. And, and this is a preempt of the book. It will help you tremendously. So let's take a look. The vocal gifts are prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. The prophecy here has nothing to do with Ephesians 4. Because Paul, in jail, he, he, he is writing to the Ephesians. He says, some are called to be teachers and pastors, evangelists and apostles, and, and, and prophets and apostles. Teachers, pastors, evangelists. Prophets and apostles. This, these five ministry levels uh, mention here the prophet. But there's the prophet and there's prophesying. So in the gifts, there's nothing to do with the prophet. The word here in 1 Corinthians 12.10 that said, to another working of miracles, to another prophet, to another discerning of spirits, to another kinds of tongues, to another interpretation. When it comes to prophet, it has to do here with the idea of, of edifying. It's basically repeating what 1 Corinthians 14.3 says. What is 1 Corinthians 14.3 says? It says this, For he who prophesies, speaks unto men for exhortation and comfort. So playing the piano is prophesying. Being in the praise in the worship service is prophesying. Cooking in the kitchen is prophesying. Being on the ad board is prophesying. Being, in other words, being involved with the life of the church, it is the move of the Holy Spirit, a vocal gift of edifying, helping people. And that is the move of the Holy Spirit. So, if you do a questionnaire as to what is your prophesying gift, it fits. But if you do a questionnaire asking people to tell them what kind of gift they have, then that's wrong because you don't have a gift. It's a manifestation. You don't have a gift. It's a manifestation. You don't have a gift. It's a manifestation. Nobody has anything. It's a manifestation. Meaning, the Holy Spirit reveals Himself. Now, in the process of doing ministry, year after year after year, you begin to realize that the manifestation is the same to each gift. It repeats itself. It's constant and repetitive. It's the same. I don't know why somehow there's so much resistance against that. Well, listen to me. I was ordained an evangelist by Bishop Cannon. And, uh, and I'm desperate because I know I can't go home. I have to stay here. 
And I don't even want to stay. Why? Because in America, the football has an egg ball. It's not round. And second, you don't eat black beans and rice like I do in Brazil. And third, I had, I had family in Brazil. I want to be with them. Why do I want to be in Georgia? But God told me to stay. So I stayed. After several years, I had an experience with the Holy Spirit through a re- retired district superintendent. It wasn't that I spoke in tongues. The presence of God came upon my head and overwhelmed me, empowered me, renewed me. And I began to minister. How do you think a boy from Brazil, looking like I look, like I swam the river, is able to have so many fruits throughout his ministry? How do you think I could survive without annuity, without pension, without retirement, without a single penny from the district of the Methodist Church? I survived because I began to have fruits and fruits one after the other. And still today there are fruits coming. So if it works for me, why in the world wouldn't it work for you? You know why wouldn't it? It's because you're afraid of God. It's because you don't want the power of the Holy Spirit. You want to do the ministry as you like to do it. And therefore, people are coming out of the door, out of your church. I'm not saying you're supposed to use this in the pulpit. I'm not saying you're supposed to use this in general senses. But when you get somebody inside of your office and you kneel down to pray for them, you're not blind as a doornail. You're able to minister to them. And there are fruits there. Am I wrong? Is this something that you can use? I know you can. Some of you have lost your hair because you tried <laughs> to do your way. And you're bald-headed today. I believe there's a direct relationship with baldness and resistance against the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm just joking. Come on, now, relax a little bit. I'm, I'm joking. I'm, don't, 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 don't be so hard on me. You know, but I can see, I can see that spirit. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Ricardo is a charismatic. What in the world you call me a charismatic? I drive a Ford. Come on. What is this? I'm I'm just (laughs) telling you that if you want to do ministry outside of the Holy Spirit, go to the Scientology church. Ask Wesley how he started and preached 3,000 sermons on top of a horse. It was the power of God in his life. You don't want to accept it anymore because, you know, you're just a, you're just a seminary graduate and, and that is, a, I was completed with the canon of scriptures. You know, I went to a church in South Georgia, one of the greatest pulpits in America in Fort Lauderdale, and I was supposed to preach on Sunday morning. And I look at the bulletin. It had 200 people buried in this last month. You know why they're dying in that church? It's because they don't believe that God can heal. I'm trying to teach you that personal ministry begins in an office room with a, with a door and glass on the door and the secretary sitting there and you talking to somebody and ministering to them. And why is it that you can't see a thing? You can't see a thing because you resist the work of the Holy Spirit. You celebrate on Pentecost, but after that you are ignorant about anything the Holy Spirit does. Now that's my ministry. And why am I so, uh, 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 up and Adam at you. It's because God called me to do this, and I'm going to drive the point until I'm dead. And then my son is going to drive the point on you until, until he's dead. And then my grandson will drive the point on you until he dies. In other words, you can't shut me up. 
You can't buy me. You can't move me out of here. Uh, in other words, I'm in the greatest country in the world, and the law allows me to get into this Internet and to do what I'm doing this morning. It's about time that you, uh, that you come to terms with your hardness and ask the Lord to forgive you and to minister to you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. We ask you to bless us as we continue this study. In Jesus' name, amen.